Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. The best heavy metal and hard rock anywhere. Live from Blog Talk Radio's multi-million dollar broadcasting facilities, the Heavy Metal Mayhem Radio Show. With your host, Mike the Big G. Welcome back to the Heavy Metal Mayhem Radio Show. I got a great one for you tonight. Ron Keel is my guest. Ron was supposed to be on back in June, but I had a family emergency. He was good enough to reschedule, and he'll be here tonight in about a half hour or so. And until he does get here, let's kick things off with a little heavy metal. How about some heaven in the beginning?
That's how we start things off today with a little bit of heaven from the bent record in the beginning. My daughter wanted to hear that, so I got it off. There you go, Catherine. And we got a great show tonight. I know somebody was just trying to call in. I, I couldn't connect to I don't know if it was Tommy or not. I will find out in a few minutes when he calls back in. Like I said, Ron Kill will be here at about 6.30, 6.45. We got our demolition segment coming up, our Sunday night spotlight artist, which is Shadow Gang this week, and a whole bunch of more great music. How about we keep the keep things rolling here while I wait for Tommy to call in? Uh, how about uh, I'll give you a couple of songs back to back while I'm waiting? How about we start off with a little Death Weapon? Got me running. And maybe not. <laughs> I guess that's not plain. So we'll just keep moving things along here. Let's try, uh, let me see what I get off of you here. Looks like we have a little trouble here. Things are freezing up. Let me try a little Medusa for you. See if that works. Now, it looks like everything's freezing up here today. I'm going to reboot the system. And uh, while that's happening, we'll keep things going here. We'll get them started up again. Sometimes these things happen with the Internet. You run into some problems. But we'll correct it and we'll keep the show going. Uh, let me see what was going on today. I was looking at some of the news before. I was going to wait for Tommy to call in uh, so we could talk about this stuff, but I guess no better time than now. Uh, John Oliva's pain was supposed to uh, headline the Pets Find the Metal Fest over in Georgia. White Paris is putting on that show, but they had to back out. And uh, he's got Crimson Glory to fill in, which is a, a great band. I believe this is like the only show they're doing here in America this year. And I think they're going on to the 70,000 tons of uh, steel uh, Cruise. I think that's the next time that the band's actually uh, going to be out and playing around. But uh, it looks like John Olivas Payne just lost their bass player and guitar player uh, for personal reasons, it says. Maybe that's why they had to cancel the Pet Find the Metal Fest. I'm not too sure. But it looks like that might be the reason why. So uh, I believe it was Tom Dine and Kevin Rotney, uh, the bass player and guitar player, that are off the bill. And they got a couple of old members that come on and fill in for them in the meantime. So uh, hopefully everything will work out. I know John was supposed to be on the show a while back and they had to cancel that also. So it seems like they've just got a, a lot of problems going on right now. Hopefully the band will get all that worked out. And uh, let's see what else we got going on here. There's not too much else happening, really, in metal. And right now it just seems like I can't get the switchboard up and running. I wish that I could, but I can't. I'm going to keep trying. If you just bear with me a few seconds, I'll try logging on to another computer and getting things going here. That's probably why I lost the call. It might have been Tommy. could have been uh, could have been Ron Kill, too. I'm not even sure. But you know what? We're going to keep trying. We'll see what happens here. Thank God for the Internet, huh? You think with all the technology that we have and, uh, <laughs> and as far as advanced as we get, sometimes we take a step back. All right, let me see. What else was going on? There really wasn't much else to talk about metal this week. Things are pretty quiet. I had a great show lined up with a lot of music. I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to get it all on for you. Uh, we'll see what happens here. I'm going to reset everything once again, and we'll try that. If that doesn't work, I guess it's going to be an old talk show today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. I do apologize, though. But uh, let me see what I can do here. Uh, so far, so far, nothing's working. All right. Uh, but we'll keep trying. We'll keep trying. Let me see. I do apologize. I wish I had more to, to say. I didn't really write much down today or even think of anything to talk about. I was running late. And I figured we'd have all this music lined up to get on a good two hours of back-to-back uh, -back music today and, uh, and Ron. But we'll see what happens. 
while I'm working on this. Uh, let me see if I can try to go into another song here. I don't think it's working, but uh, that's always something, right? Okay. I do apologize. I do apologize. Okay, let me see. Let me get Tommy in the chat right now. Tommy, no switchboard. Just so he knows. And I'll try to get this worked out. Uh, if you guys can just bear with me. I'll try to figure it out. But don't seem to be having much luck here, I gotta say. So uh you guys don't mind holding on. I'm just gonna be a little quiet here. Uh for a few minutes. I really do apologize. I don't know what happened. Looks like I'm starting to have a power on the chair today, maybe the heat and humidity. Uh, let me try something else. I'll be right with you. Hold on, please. I'm back. I do apologize. We're going to try doing it the old-fashioned way, see if I can get this working here. I was going to cancel today's show, too, if I didn't have a guest, because it was Labor Day and there was a couple of barbecues going on I wanted to attend. Maybe that wouldn't have been such a bad idea, huh? It just looks like we lost all our service here where I might do the show from. So let me see if I can get something going here. Okay, I don't seem to be having much luck. All right, I think we're okay here. So let me, uh, let me get Tommy connected. Tommy, you there? Yeah. Good evening. Okay, yeah, I got a lot of problems here today. Nothing's working at all. You hear me, Mikey? Yeah, I can hear you now. I can hear you now. I'm going to go into a song while I try to get this uh, corrected over here while I got something going, okay? All right, how's the levels? Not too loud, too low, whatever? Uh, you're pretty good. You're pretty good. I'm going to have okay. to reboot the system. I'm on a portable one right now. So let me just get a song on, and I'll put you on hold, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Sounds good, man. All right, but I do apologize about that. Uh, you know, sometimes things happen here. All right, here's a little Duff Leopard.
Metal Mayhem Radio Show on Blog Talk Radio with Mike the Big Cheese. Don't forget to be fierce and stay thrashing and stay metal thrashing.
think I got everything fixed over here. I'm sorry about the problems before. Sometimes with the Internet, it's difficult. And when you're all by yourself, it's hard to talk into the mic and run around the room trying to fix all this equipment. Well, we kicked things off there with a little death weapon. You got me running and finished things up with some friends of the show over there, the Death Riders, featuring Neil Turbin on vocals. Actually, that was Anthrax to a metal threshing man. Tommy, you there? Yeah, how's it going, Mikey? Okay, pretty good. Uh, Mike? It's hard, you know, if something goes wrong, and uh, you can't go too far from the mic. You're trying to talk and, and fix everything up. Yeah. But, I, you know, you got a little Ruth Goldberg going on over here, but everything's up and running right now, so we can't complain. That's one of those days, you know? Yeah, it happens. What uh, are you, you going to do? Uh, <sighs> we get to the next song, I'll, I'll, I'll shut things down and restart them again. I just don't want to lose a connection right now, so uh, we're looking pretty good. Yeah. What's going on there, buddy? Uh, not that much, not that much. Uh, we've had some decent weather, which is amazing, with the uh, Hurricane Earl coming in, uh, but uh, we got lucky, you know? Yeah, definitely. It was kind of a washout. We didn't really get much over here, you know? Yeah, we got lucky, definitely. Yeah, but uh, enjoy it again. Uh, a couple of days off, and... Uh, That's right. Listen to the Metalong Radio. Yeah, nice long weekend. I, uh, I enjoy that. I don't have to worry about going to work tomorrow after doing a show today, so that's always a pleasure. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, we got Ron Keel calling in. Ron was supposed to be on the show way back in June, but uh, my wife's aunt passed away, so we had to cancel the show that weekend. But, he, you know, he's going to be here today. We'll have him on about a half hour. And uh, a little less than that. Now it's just long to get things up and going, but we're looking pretty good. So not too bad. Not too bad at all. And your mic sounds better this week. Yeah. I did a little, little modification. Yeah, for unless we kind of like you uh, like a racist. We're breathing into that mic so heavy. Yeah, I put a little foam around the microphone, you know, to act as like a windscreen, you know? Yeah, definitely. So I see how that works for now. Well, sounds much better. Very good, very good. Right. So what do we how got about on we do tap, like demos uh, this week? Can we get that out of the way? That sounds cool. Sounds good, all right. This is a band called United. I'm going to get the song on, then I'll give you a little info on the band. But right now, if you go to the Heavy Metal Mayhem block spot, the whole demo tape is up there for download right now. And uh, how about I get on a song called Sniper? Sounds good, man. Sounds good. Here you go. Maybe not. Uh-oh. It should come on. Everything's going slow today. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing, okay, nothing is working. I don't know what's happening today. But we'll try it on yeah. one more thing. Let's see. There you go.
right, that was United. That was their first demo, three-song demo, a good band out of Japan. They started out as a Jewish Bruce cover band, Tom. I mean, they've been around since the 80s, and they've, they've continued to put out records and since then. So they're a pretty solid band. That wasn't such a best sounding case, I think, 1984, 85. Yeah, yeah, that was a good sounding demo, definitely. Yeah, one of the better ones. Uh, so that was pretty good, not bad. And if you go to the block spot right now, you can download it. I'm sorry I'm having so many problems here today. I don't know what's going on. I literally have four computers open, Tom, and each one of them is giving me a problem. Wow, I can't believe it. Yeah, it's definitely not the computers today. It's the audience internet. It's something with Block Talk Radio, and that happens quite often around here. Yeah, because my, 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 the audio coming through my headphones is atrocious. But your voice is great. It's the music. The audio is terrible. Oh, no, that's because you're, so you're probably calling in with the Google or the, the Skype or one of those things. Yeah, that's what it is, yeah. yeah the, 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 it's not meant for for audio, so it's always going to sound like that. It sounded like that for one too when I do it. Yeah, It's difficult yeah, to hear it than it when I know, so that's why I, last you know. Week wasn't, last week wasn't so bad. It was a little over, over you know, it was a little uh, distorted, but uh, that's because it's all pumping into one mic, uh, one oh. headphone, you know. And I was meaning to look for something different, but I didn't get a chance. But um, as long as I can hear you. And we're lucky we can hear each other today. Everything's going wrong. But I'm just going to keep the music going because I want to try to reboot this one computer that has everything I need on it. And uh try to stick with that one today if I can. I don't know if it's going to work, but we'll try. Okay. And so then I'm going to get on some Medusa for you. It's uh, too All far, right. too soon. <laughs>
was a little Medusa there. Some pretty good old school stuff. Uh, I think I got the other computer up and running again, so we're looking pretty good right now. All right. All right. Hopefully that'll work. I'm going to go back onto the overhead mic after the next song. Uh, I'm using the phone one right now. So uh, we're yeah. looking good. And uh, I, guess I apologize to everybody listening today. You know, I should have never did a show today. It was Labor Day. When I booked the guest, I forgot all about it being Labor Day weekend, you know? Yeah, well, what are you going to do? I mean, he, he was nice enough to, uh, I know. you know, to uh, I know. schedule for you. I know, I know. You know, it's when I do these things, I'm like, oh, okay, and then I forget when you get closer to it. I'm like, oh, it's a holiday weekend, you know? It's not like Christmas yeah, or Thanksgiving we, and the rest where you remember. These, uh, you kind of forget these ones sometimes, the dates of them anyway. Yeah, they sneak up on you, yep, they sneak up on you. Yeah, that they do, that they do. So what's going on? Anything good going on this week in the world of heavy metal? Yeah, it's kind of dead. Um, you know, I, I saw you read that about uh, John Oliva's band, you know, problems with the touring band, you know, touring. Yeah, they canceled um, the, the headlining appearance at the Pathfinder Metal Fest, the show that we're helping to uh, sponsor, uh, support anyway. And, uh, they, you know, he didn't want to tell me why, because he was going to have a press release uh, a hoid about it. But right. That was like in between uh, last show and this one. So uh, right. obviously it's uh, it's off from some glorious headlining, and I guess this is the reason why. It says that there's uh, they've got personal matters to take care of, but two guys at the same time seems a little funny, you know. Maybe there's something else going on there. Well, hopefully they can work it out. Um, I read on the internet he's got other people to fill in, but probably not for this particular show. No, nah, yeah, it's already that's already over and done with. I guess uh, for the European show, but it seems to be a lot. Problems there, you know, with his camp, especially with the setting up interviews, <laughs> all that other stuff. Well, that's true too. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you never know. But uh, one good thing about uh, a lot of the metal bands uh, releasing, uh, you know, like stuff, uh, you know, worldwide. Uh, Black Black Label Society album is doing real well. Yeah. And so is the High Maiden album. Yeah. And uh, the Accept album, at least in Europe, it hasn't been released here. I don't expect it to do that great in the United States, but uh, I think we're on an upswing here with the uh, major releases, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of bands putting them out, and they're doing well all over. Like, like I said, it's always overseas. Here, you know, trying to get people to go to show up at concerts over here is a hard thing for bands. They just yeah, can't draw them into the, uh, to the clubs anymore. It's just people don't want to go. Why? I mean, I'm one I of them. I'm one. One. <laughs> no, you wanted to go to the Accept sure. show. Yeah. But uh, I'm not yeah. gonna make this one. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, Ross, Ross is playing. Ross, oh, gee, I didn't know. Yeah. Ross the boss is playing a little show next weekend. Uh, it's uh, Bowery Electric. It's a small yeah, place the in Bowery Ballroom. Yeah, yeah, in Lower Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so we're gonna check that out. That's next Sunday, actually. That sounds good. But I'll be here doing this hopefully. Yeah, yeah, maybe I'll call in from the uh, from yeah, the uh, what do you call it? Yeah, do a I'll live see if feed. I can get, I'm gonna. I got my um, what do you call it? My phone. I'm gonna see if I can do a live interview. Not yeah, a live interview. I mean, yeah, record an interview. But you never know if I get him on the phone before he goes on. You know, before he goes on stage, or you know, while he's hanging out. Not before he goes on stage. Before you know, other uh, between bands. You know, bullshit. Sure, sure. Bands. That could work yeah. out. That could work out pretty good. Supposed to start at five uh, five p.m. on through the night. There's like six bands. I'm probably not gonna show oh. up until like seven eight o'clock. Yeah, that's a lot. I can't handle sitting for that many. No. Yeah, that's yeah, a lot of bands, you know. It's a lot. And I have a day off after, so it's not a big deal. All right, so that's good for you. That's good for you. Yeah. Right, well, you know what? Ron's gonna be calling in a few minutes. So we get on something yeah. from Kill and uh, 
we'll keep the kill music going, and then we'll have our interview. We'll do our Sunday night spotlight, and we'll try to close out with a lot of music, all the stuff I couldn't get on, doing a little problem there. Thank God it was only a few minutes. Well, not not too bad. But, not too uh, bad. Not too not bad. Not too bad at all. I know. So here you go, a little kill, Speed Demon. Mm-hmm. Maybe. All right, there you go. Some music by our upcoming guest, Ron Keel. 
That's why some of the 80s. Uh, we'll get some of the new record after he gets on. We talk to him. You there? That's cool, man. Yeah, I'm here. Uh, What's hey. up? Okay, you know, I expect you to come in a little quicker, you know? We had enough you know, uh, I, was, I was reading um, on Blabbermouth that uh, white, uh, ex-white zombie uh, bassist, Sean Salt, uh, I guess that's how you okay. say her name, she's actually putting together a, a book on white zombie, which was uh, which will be uh, really cool. Yeah, definitely. She has uh, a bunch of uh, flyers and posters and the whole nitty-gritty uh, music scene, you know, in the 80s, you know, which they were one of, uh, with White Zombie and Pantera were one of the few bands that kept it going during the whole Nirvana, uh, you know, Soundgarden True. stage of heavy metal, you know, True. and um, they don't talk bad about Rob, but... Uh, they do say that somebody wanted them to put the band together without Rob, and they and uh, somebody commented, "Well, Rob's going around the country with a uh, white zombie uh, cover band. Why can't we do it?" So uh, <laughs> they said that might be fun if they did it right now. But uh, that should be interesting. It's called "I'm in the Band," and uh, it's a book with a lot of flyers and pictures of the old white zombie, and they were a great band. When I saw yeah, them um, at the Moors, they were amazing. And then seeing them uh, open for Pantera at the um, at the Roseland. No, was the Roseland? Yeah, there was a Roseland Ballroom. Man, that place was just like a a mosh fest, man. There were women, men beating the sh- kids, beating the shit out of everybody. <laughs> it was fun that time. Was good. Uh, it was great. Yeah. Band. They were a great. Band. I was never much into Pantera or. Uh... Or White Zombie, like in the 90s. I mean, I was into the earlier Pantera. They were like a head metal band when they started out. I just, uh, yeah, I yeah, lost yeah, a lot of respect. Yeah, I didn't know that. It just looked like on. something different, you know? But. Yeah, they were that. For, for us, they were like, you know, the only bands that really kept that, uh, you know, that trashy metal sound going, you know? Uh, you know, not the only bands, but, you know, two of the most popular bands. And they played them a lot on the uh, SOU, the college station from South Orange uh, University. And what was the name of the school? Yeah, South Orange University, right? Yeah, yeah. Pirate Radio. Yeah, yeah Pirate Radio. I listen to them every Thursday night. They have the Vintage 80s uh, show, you know, and that's really where the music started from with that with that station over there. So I think in uh, April, 25 years, we're going to be doing a lot of... Uh, a lot of stuff. Maybe they'll dig up some of the old shows from the 80s that they did. You know, there's all college kids, you know, learning how to do, uh, you know, DJing and the internet and uh, radio. Doing a better job than we're doing. <laughs> well, you know, I that, mean, that you was know, a, that's the career. It's like when they go to college to learn how to do broadcast. We're just amateurs. We're just amateurs. This is a hobby for you, man. You know. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> I just call him. <laughs> You've actually taken the hobby. Cool. Together. Yeah, you've actually taken the hobby to the next level. So that's cool. Yeah. I'm just a caller. I just call in and make noise. Something to kill two hours Literally. every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something to kill two hours every Sunday afternoon. That's all. Yeah, there you go. Nothing more than that. But I guess it's waiting for Ron to call. He's been calling any minute now. Uh, I've been waiting to talk to him for a while. Uh, I wish I could have had him on back in June. But, you know, we had Gilmore on that day, so that wasn't too bad either. Can't complain about Gilmore. Great drama, great band triumph. I don't want to play any more music. Yeah. I think we'll just wait. He's going to call in any minute now, so I think why go into another song, you know? Are you telling him to call about the seventh quarter, seventh? Yeah, about a quarter to, I think, because he's the only guest we have tonight. 
you, the last few weeks, we've had two guests on each show. So back down to one today. And then for the rest of the month, we have two guests on each week again. So it's going to get busy. So I figure today we'll relax. We'll have just one guy on. We can talk for an hour in the middle and, uh, you know, take it easy. Sounds so we got a big month here on the show. Next week, we have uh, Greg May from Thailand calling in. And an interview I did with Harry Hess from First Signal. Uh, Harry was also a singer for Ham Stanham. Uh, and then the week mm-hmm. after that is the two-year anniversary show, the 19th. We have Frankie Benali from Quiet Riot and uh, Gene Hogland from Fear Factory and Dark Angel. That should be a great show. And then we're closing out the month with uh, Greg Gruber from uh, the bass player for Rainbow and Health and uh, played with Dio for a while and a lot of other bands. Not as bad as the eating going on, so I'm looking forward to that. And uh, who else? Hi. I know this week I'm interviewing uh, Michael Kiske. Uh, he used to be the singer for Halloween. Aha. Uh-huh. He's, yeah, he's the original singer. He's got a project with Amanda Summerfield right now. Uh, they have an album that they recorded together, so we're going to have both of them on. I'm um, hoping to get it set up for a live show. I'll find out this week. Uh, it might have to be pre-recorded because they're both out in Germany, so we'll see what happens. It's hard to get the European people on the Sunday show, but it's kind of late by the time uh, we come on here for them. I guess, you know, that old rock and roll thing is dead. You know? We're not up all night anymore, these guys, you know? I guess. What do you want, a time delay over there? I don't know what it is. I don't yeah, I don't know if you're hearing me on the... I can hear you. Uh, all right, I sit back and relax. Don't get all testy. We got Ron on the line. I'll connect him. I'm not getting testy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let me connect him on Q. Hey, Ron, okay. you there? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing? Uh, good, Ron. It's great to talk to you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, anytime. I'm cool. looking forward to talking to you for a while, and, I, and I'm glad you're on right now. So this should be good. It's not too early yeah, out there, is it? No, it's uh, 3.45 in the afternoon here in Las Vegas. It's almost cocktail hour. It's pretty good. Yeah, I started a couple hours ago. All right. It's even better then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, I got to tell you, the Streets of Rock and Roll, big album. Great. I mean, I don't think you guys could have came back in, in, a, in a bigger and better way with that album. I agree, man. It's way exceeded our expectations in terms of just how proud we are of it and how close we feel uh, to the music and the songs. Um, uh, the critical response has been great. The sales have, have gone through the roof. So it really has exceeded our expectations. We did what we set up to do, and, and we're really proud of that record. I'm glad. Now that it's a few months behind you and the smoke has cleared, I can see that you're proud of the work you've done on it. Was it easy getting back after all this time and trying to get back into that, you know, the kill mode? Or was it just still there? Did it just, like, you know, come back to you? I don't think the word easy applies because it's really difficult to do this and do it right. But effortless, I don't know, man. I mean, natural, it was natural. It was fun. It, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't a struggle, let's put it that way. It was like once we flipped the switch and decided to make a new album and, and write uh, an entire album worth of new material, then it just kind of opened up. It just poured out of us. Uh, literally, the songwriting was, I, I can't say it was effortless or it was easy because we worked our asses off. I mean, you, you, you stay up all night with a notebook and a guitar and a tape recorder or a recording device. and You're on the phone with the other guys, and Mark and Brian and I bouncing ideas back and forth furiously. And so no, it, it, was, it was a lot of work. It was exhausting physically and emotionally and musically, but at the same time, it's extremely fulfilling. And it's it's... It's like climbing a mountain. I mean, it, it's going to wear you out, but when you get done, when you get to the top of that mountain, you know you've done something, and that feeling of accomplishment uh, certainly outweighs any of the sleepless nights that you spent uh, putting it in. 
Oh, I can, I can imagine. And just getting, I mean, you guys got back together a little bit at one time in, in the late 90s. I guess the timing wasn't right probably back then, but this time you seem to be firing in all cylinders. And like I said, it's a tremendous sounding record. I think it was big. And, and this is a hard business to get back into today. I mean, I'll have to tell you, you've been in it your whole life. It's a, yeah, and, and the, the, really hard. the reunion in 1998 was not, in, it, we did not intend to, to tour or to create together. We got back together as kind of like a family reunion, uh, a 10 year celebration of where we are as friends and as, you know, because we've stayed friends. I mean, me and the guys, we, we stayed tight. Um, so in 1998, it wasn't like, hey, let's put the old band back together and give it another shot. No, it was, hey guys, let's get together for the weekend, finish up some unfinished business, have a few pops, talk about old times, and, and you know, just, just enjoy, enjoy some, some, some time together one weekend, and release the results uh, as Kiel 6 back in action. So it was not, it certainly wasn't intended, uh, like this one, when we, when we decided to do the 25th anniversary reunion, it was, uh, we're gonna get together and we're gonna, we're going to play together. We're going to rehearse. We're going to we're going to do the festivals. We're going to do Rocklahoma and M3 in '98 when we did Back in Action. We didn't actually play together. We just got together for the weekend at the studio, finished up some old unfinished business, and and put it out there for the fans. So this this is a whole different ball game. The last what 18 months, almost two years since we pulled the the trigger on this reunion has has been an incredible experience, and uh, we just we, we've just the amount of of satisfaction that we've gotten, that we've had a, a lot of fun. We really, we really are best of friends, and and there's that that shows in the music, on stage and in the new album. Uh, we're we're just having fun with this and enjoying ourselves, and that's what music's all about, man. Uh, definitely. Another great thing is that finally the earlier records are actually getting re-released on CD. Well, the, the Final Frontier and the self-titled album. Uh, are, are available through Universal Music, but they're just as downloads. Uh, they're not. They're not going to be released on CD. Oh, in no. fact, Uni- Universal's telling us that within three three years, CDs are going to be obsolete. Everybody's getting their music digitally now. Um, in terms of our sales, I can just see it in, in the sales of Streets of Rock and Roll, uh, in, and in the records that I'm buying. I mean, I I, I purchase a lot of my music online now. Um, and uh, I store it in the hard drive. I put it in the iPod. I, you know, I, it's it's just the way of the future. So just because uh, those albums aren't available on CD doesn't mean the fans can't get their hands on them. You can download the classic Heel albums, Final Frontier, and the self-titled album for $8.99 at Amazon.com. They're available at KeelNation.com. Just click on the link and go download those records. The Right to Rock, of course, Deserved a, uh, a proper CD release this year when we did the 25th anniversary edition with uh, the remastered Right to Rock, uh, the bonus material, and the brand new recording of that song. So uh, we're we're extremely proud of that. Um, I'd like to see uh, the CD format survive, but uh, I mean we felt the same way about vinyl back in back in the day. You know, I mean it was uh, kind of a shock when the, the vinyl album started to disappear and. Be, were replaced by these shiny little silver discs, and you know it's the way of the future. And uh, as long as people are, are getting the music and enjoying it, that's the most important thing. Yeah, no, that is true. It, it, it's hard to adjust to change, especially when you've been with something for so long, like you said, from vinyl to CD, now CD to MP3. Who knows what's going to come up next? You might have to. Yeah, I remember the cassettes and the eight tracks, man. I sure do. I still have some eight tracks. No play, but the machine. 
But you've had yeah. such a great career. And we had your friend Paul Shortino on the show a while back, and Paul worked in you on the new record also with your vocals, right? He produced the vocal part of it? Yes, he did. Uh, Paul Shortino is, you know, one of the best friends in my, my entire life. And certainly he's, he's like an extension of Keel. He's, he's like, uh, the sixth or seventh member of Keel. He's, uh, just a great, a great musical spirit, a great singer. We share a lot in common. Our work ethic, for one thing. Paul is a hardworking son of a bitch. And, uh, he's extremely talented. There are, there are differences. Paul is a natural, talented vocalist. That's why he gets the call from bands like Quiet Riot, King Cobra, Great White. When they, when, when anybody needs a singer, they usually call him. Uh, because he's just that, uh, he's that pure vocal talent that, uh, I mean, it really doesn't matter what he sings. It's gonna sound great, man. The guy can sing the phone book. Um, we developed a friendship. We both moved to Las Vegas about four years ago. And when we both made the move, we kind of hooked up and did some acoustic shows together, started hanging out and um, literally uh, doing sessions together. And when it came time to do the vocals on the album, I really I, I enjoy working with uh, great singers in the studio, musicians, singers, producers that, are, that have something they can bring to the table. And they, they inspire me to do my best work. Uh, Paul and I have developed a rapport of working together where, I mean, he knows. He's a singer. He knows what you want in your headphone mix. He knows when to put the hammer down. He knows when to take a break. He he can um, give really valuable input on tone and melody and things like that. Um, and plus, when you've got somebody of his talent sitting in there behind the glass producing you, it uh, it, it it demands that you raise your game up a notch, and, and that's what I did on this record. I thought, felt that I had a lot to prove vocally on this album. I think most uh, most fans will judge the lead singer of an 80s metal band. You're trying to make a comeback or doing a reunion or whatever you want to call it. The, the big question is, does the singer still got it? Or has he lost it? And how many times? I mean, a lot, a lot of my contemporaries and, and peers, some of these guys can sing till they die. And Ronnie James Deal was a prime example. Man, that guy sang his ass off till the end. Uh, and some guys that are even younger than me have already lost it and developed, whether it's a medical condition, a mental condition, or whatever. I mean, they, they, they're a pale imitation of their former selves. And uh, I wanted the fans to be assured. And plus, I'm overcoming that. The guy went country thing, you know, because, oh, let's hear what Ronnie Lee Keel sounds like on a Keel album. Well, this record is is screaming hard rock, and yeah. it's classic Keel music. And uh, I felt that I had a lot to prove to show people that, uh, and, and for myself, too, so that I, I, I could be proud of my work and listen to, listen to it and, and know that I still got it. Because uh, if, I, if I lose it, then you're not going to hear anything more from me. As long as I can keep delivering the goods and uh, make music that I'm proud of and that people enjoy, I'll probably keep doing it for a while. I'm glad of that. And as, as somebody who's been a fan of me, I've been listening to you since the Steeler days, and I've gone with you through all your projects. So to me, you've never made a comeback. You've always been here. You've always been around. You've just done all different things over the last 20 years besides Keel. And, you know, back then when you did the country stuff, uh, it, was, it probably was hard for people to accept it, being that you were a rock guy. But I think now it's much easier because after everything metal went through and hard rock in the 90s with grunge and people just are now more open. They're just happy to have, you know, the people they enjoy back performing. I always thought the Iron Horse stuff was great. I mean, I think, Thank I think you. those were two of your, two of your better records. Uh, they were Me tremendous. too. Right on. And Thank I you. I appreciate that. 
Yep. And uh, I'm glad that I got to experience those projects and, and make those those albums, and, and I didn't continue just you know trying to continue Keel with other guys. I mean, I think that was important. Um, Keel is as much Mark Ferrari's and Brian Jay's and Dwayne Miller's band as it is mine. And even though it was my last name, it uh, it wouldn't have been right to continue that band or that name without those guys involved. So I'm really proud that I, I stuck to my guns and, and uh, held out for the, the right time and place to, to do this reunion. And I got to enjoy a lot of really exotic musical territory in the 20 years in between. Oh, you did. One of the things that surprised me that you did, which I think is actually is probably one of my favorite, when you went with Save the Tiger, I couldn't, I didn't see that coming or that fit. But I think that Project One was probably one, some of the best stuff I've heard from you. That's certainly the best. Well, it's the heaviest record I've ever done. First of all, it's uh, in terms of the intensity of that music and uh, the progressive nature of, of those songs. It's a really hard-hitting, almost progressive metal type of album, and. Uh, it was it was a great experience for me personally, and that came right at the right in the middle of my country years. Uh, as a matter of fact, in 1996, 97, um, it was uh, just a, a situation that occurred. An offer they, they made me an offer that I couldn't refuse to go to Japan and, and sing on that record, and uh, it was it was a great experience. Extremely challenging session and uh, some great music, and I still enjoy listening to that album. Uh, myself, so I'm glad you uh, glad you got it and, and glad you enjoyed it, and uh, yeah, I'm really proud of that. So yeah, that's it's diverse. That's one thing about my career is, is I've explored a lot of different territories, man. You know, yeah. from metal to uh, progressive metal to hard rock to commercial hard rock to country to southern rock. I mean, you name it. Uh, I've I've been able to immerse myself in a lot of different uh, uh, cultures and and be a part of these different uh, styles of music that uh, it's, it's been one hell of a ride, man. It's been a, been a lot of fun, let's put it that way. And made a little money along right. the way, too. Hey, that's the way to do it. And, I mean, back in the early 90s, you had fair game. You got to play with four women in a band. What was more difficult, playing with those four women when they were all in the period or playing with Yngwie Malmsteen? <laughs> wow, that's a great question. That is a great question. Um, it, well... Ingve was in the band for four months. For four months in in 1983, I was in Fair Game for three years. That's uh, how many periods in three years? Twelve times three. Uh, you do the math. Thirty-six periods. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, that both were were worth it. Uh, I mean, yeah. There's there's difficulty in both situations. Ingve and I had some conflicts, but we also made history together. And I feel the same way about Fair Game. Fair game. The uh, the girls in the band were. Th- th- that's one of the the things that made it special was that they were they were chicks, man. They were female. They were they had, they come from a different mental space. Uh, they're talented, emotional, intense, and they brought all that to the table. And, and it shows in the music that we made and the shows that we did. So uh, you know, when you try and pull as a as a leader or as a front man or as a producer or whatever, you try and pull the the best stuff out of the people that you're working with, kind of like Michael Jordan uh, trying to pull the best uh, from his teammates in order to win a championship. So you, you utilize people's strengths and try and overcome their weaknesses, and I've got strengths and, we- strengths and weaknesses myself that uh, I've had to work to overcome, but 
both Fair Game and Steeler were incredible experiences for me. They were uh, the bookends uh, of Keel. Steeler, of course, was uh, what led up to Keel, and Fair Game is what followed Keel. And uh, the, the transition from those three projects seemed very natural and uh, a natural progression for me. Unfortunately, when Fair Game was uh, trying to succeed in 1990, 1991, the writing was on the wall and good music was uh, was, was in danger of extinction um, due to the bands like Pearl Jam and Nirvana and you know, all that yeah. crap that... Uh, that people started listening to, and, and it really turned me off from, I mean, I turned my radio off, dude. I mean, uh, I know a lot of my fans did, a lot of our fans, a lot of fans of commercial hard rock and heavy metal uh, didn't know where to turn and didn't know what to do during that entire decade. So I'm glad that we survived it, and I'm glad that the fans and the bands have been able to keep this style of music alive, and now I think we've survived the threat of extinction. I think I do believe now that commercial hard rock and heavy metal will survive as a, a viable genre and a, a musical art form for decades to come. And uh, it, it was it was very dark there for a while when uh, in the 90s when it was not cool. And uh, luckily, you know, there's a lot of factors that I have a few opinions about that of why it is the way it is. One reason is because you know the fans have grown up. Uh, I, I get a, a really a large amount of fans in their 40s that are now parents. They have kids that are 15, you know, and they're t- turning their kids on to, to 80s music. I mean, these right. kids are, are getting exposed to this type of music because it's what their parents grew up on. Their parents are sharing it with them, and the kids are digging it because it is the music of the young. It's the music of the wild, rebellious youth uh, that is never going to go out of style. So these 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 kids are latching onto it because they're getting exposed to it through their parents and plus video games like Rock Band, Guitar Hero. Uh, these kids now are, are playing video games to music of, from Aerosmith, uh, Judas Priest, Van Halen, you name it. I mean, they're getting exposed to the same music, ACDC, that, that I got turned on to when I was their age. changed yeah. my life, and now it's changing the lives of, of the next generation. I think it's very healthy for for our style of music and for this genre. And I think in the next few years, you're going to see a lot of really good up-and-coming young bands keeping this style of music alive. Definitely, definitely, without a doubt. You know, this is our version of classic rock, what a generation before us thought was on the radio. And I like, like I said, I don't think it's going anywhere. I think we're just going to keep getting bigger again and stronger. It might not ever be like the pinnacle it was in the 80s, but it's something that's going to keep enduring and go on and on. And that's a great yeah. thing. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to more years of that. And uh, Ron, I got Tommy on the line. Hey, Tommy, you there? Hey, Ron, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Hanging in there, hanging in there. Congratulations on your career so far, and uh, best of luck, you know, in the future. Like Mike said, uh, you've always kept busy, uh, you know, and even different genres and everything. But do you feel more at home with the hard rock? I mean, obviously, you know, where you know what we listen to and what we love is the hard rock and the heavy metal. Do you feel that like as you went through your different uh, albums and different uh, genres, it made you a better songwriter and possibly now you know it made you a stronger artist? Oh, definitely. Um, my experience in all a lot of genres of music has has made me better at what I do. Um, 
and before I was uh, Ron Keel, the metal singer in the 80s, I was also, in, when I was a kid, I was learning classical music. I was in the marching band. I was playing jazz. I was actually getting awards uh, in high school for for jazz composition, and you know, and I, I'm I enjoy jazz, and it's not my it's not what I want to do. I to tell you the truth, like most of us, I was drawn to hard rock and metal because it was wild, it was loud, it was rebellious, it was all about sex, it was all about you know, just all the stuff that, that I mean, it it, it, it it's exciting. It's it's. Uh, it's got that place in my life and, and uh, in, in my, my career and in my, my personality that uh, I really enjoy it. Um, but I also enjoy steak, chicken, spaghetti, Chinese food, Mexican food. I mean, I, I enjoy blondes, brunettes, redheads. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's comedy. I like a good comedy. I like a good action movie. I mean, yeah, that's what life's all about, man, is uh, enjoying these different aspects that are available to us. And uh, do I feel most at home with uh, with playing? No, no. Did that guy that gets on stage and screams out the right to rock? It takes a lot of work to be that guy. I mean, you got to you got to really amp. You got to warm up. You got to amp up. You got it takes a, a lot of a lot of gas to get that big machine called Keel from where we are today to where we're going to be two days from now. We're going to Europe for our, our 2010 European shows, and uh, right, you know right. it's, it it. it it takes a lot of work. No, I, I'm at home on the couch with a remote control in my hand, but nobody's going to pay to see that. <laughs> <laughs> well, true. all the best, and uh, and then and very happy to see you uh, gearing up for the uh, the European date. Best of luck on that. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. We're excited to go back there. It's been 24 years, and we've got uh, we fly to Brussels on Tuesday, and then we've got a show in the Netherlands. Uh, then we've got the Stockholm Rock out next Saturday on September 11th, and so that, that's exciting for us, and, and we just appreciate the opportunities. Now we we celebrate everything. Back in the day, we, you know, we did you know 200 shows a year, and we're traveling all over the world, and we're on the cover of the magazines. We're all over MTV, and we took it for granted. We thought it was going to last forever. Now, you never know. This might be your last gig. This might be your last. This might be my last radio interview, man. So I take it seriously. I take uh, this interview that I'm doing with you right now. It's just as important to me as guest hosting Headbangers Ball on VH1. I mean, I, you've got to celebrate those victories and take it seriously and, and give your best whenever you uh, to put it on the line. And it's, it, it's the way I roll, and uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. We appreciate those words. This might be your last interview when people find out you're on the show. Right on. This <laughs> <laughs> might be your last interview. Nobody will want you after you, after you came on here. Well, we're big fans, Ron. We always have been. And anybody that follows you, like, on, on Facebook and that, you're always playing. I mean, you've always got something going on. Uh, you got the acoustic shows. You, uh, you, you're in that country. You're a superstar show still. You, you're all over the place. All, people go over yeah, I, you. Yeah, I, you know? I do at least six shows a week, sometimes two, three. I, I remember a couple of years, years ago I had a, a day where I did four gigs in one day. Um, I actually sang in church. Uh, at 10 o'clock in the morning, it was Easter Sunday, I sang in church at 10 o'clock in the morning, I had an afternoon acoustic show for the mayor of Las Vegas, I did the country tribute show at 7 p.m. that night, and at midnight I was belting out heavy metal at a Motley Crue convention here in Las Vegas. So literally four gigs in one day, um, I, do, uh, I do a lot of stuff, I probably spread myself too thin, but uh, man, I, I feel like I'm, I'm in a place in my life to where I, I can see I can see the end coming. I mean, I'm almost 50 years old. I'm, I'm 49. I'll be 50 in a few months. I can't do this forever. 
So while I can still do it and do it well, I'm going to put the pedal down and, 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 and hammer it out as hard as I can. And uh, I enjoy the, the ability to do all of these different things. I mean, starting at a Las Vegas show, uh, which is a very successful show at the Golden Nugget, which is a nice prestigious venue. The show runs Tuesday through Saturday. And I'm start, how, many, how many guys can fly to Sweden and sing rock with Keel and then come back and on Tuesday do the biggest country music show in Las Vegas, headlining at the Golden Nugget? I mean, it's, it's, I, how can you turn that stuff down and say, nah, I don't want to do that or I don't have time for that and I don't, I don't have the energy for that or no, I don't need that money. I mean, it's, it's, I can't, I can't say no. And the acoustic gigs have been great. I do a lot of those. Uh, this summer I've done, you know, two or three acoustic shows every week. That enables me to get away from all of the, the huge machines, so to speak, and, and yeah. go outside the band format and be in total control, which I, I have been confused, uh, confused, accused of being a control freak at times. And, you know, I, I like the fact that at my acoustic gigs, I can play whatever I want, when I want. Um, it depends on the amount of Keel fans that are there. If, you, if we get some, you know, a nice little handful of Keel fans out to these acoustic gigs, I'll do uh, Tears of Fire, Calm Before the Storm, because the night, uh, does anybody believe? A lot of the Keel songs really work great acoustically. Um, and there's a lot of people at these gigs that don't know who I am, that have never seen or heard me sing. And uh, they're, they're getting turned on to Keel and, and the other projects that I do. Uh, I, I enjoy the fact that at these gigs I, I sing what I want when I want, dig deep into my my roots in the 70s and 80s, and, and play all my favorites. So um, you know, I, I enjoy that. It's uh, it's 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 very liberating, and it gives you a sense of freedom to know that man, I don't need nobody. I I, I don't need any equipment. I don't need I don't need a wall of marshals. I don't need any lights. All I need is a guitar and uh, my voice yeah. and a song. And I can, you know, I can not only can I make a living, but I can have fun, feel uh, creatively fulfilled, uh, do something that I'm, I enjoy doing. And, and uh, so, yeah, that I, I am spreading myself too thin. I'm actually uh, doing a, several other projects right now. I'm writing a book. I'm writing the autobiography, which has been I've been threatening to do for years, and I've been working on it for a long time. But uh, it's it's coming together. I'm really excited about that because it's an entertaining read. I mean, I got a lot of stories to tell and. And the book is uh, is a labor of love that uh, I'd like to leave behind, kind of like a scrapbook of my entire life and career. And it's called Even Keel: Life on the Streets of Rock and Roll, scheduled for release in November of 2011. I'm also producing my own radio show, which I'm trying to get off the ground, called Streets of Rock and Roll, where I can do what you're doing, kind of host a radio show and, and play the stuff that I want to play and tell stories and talk and interview my friends and other rock stars and uh, just uh, kind of a... a just fulfill that uh, long-time ambition or, or, or fantasy that I've had and uh, also working on some TV and, and film stuff as well. So there's a lot of irons in the fire. I do stay extremely busy, and uh, I, uh, I'm just excited about all the different opportunities that uh, I've been allowed to, to explore. Wow, I, I need a vacation Fine. just listening to all the jobs you have. I need a week off. <laughs> How do you keep your voice up with all the, I mean, all the shows, all the singing, even if you're going from acoustic to country to rock, it's got to affect your voice after a while. How do you keep your voice up? Oh, that's the, that's, that's the easiest part of it, man, because, you know, the, the voice, the voice is a spiritual machine. The voice comes from the heart, dude. The voice doesn't come from the throat or the diaphragm or the low. The voice comes from the heart and soul, and where your heart leads, your voice will follow. So uh, 
I rarely have any vocal issues or trouble. Um, last year we we did a run of shows in the summertime where I I did get sick and had to sing through it um, and was disappointed at a couple of gigs that I uh, wasn't delivering the goods. But you know that those times are extremely rare. Uh, you know every probably three or four times in my entire career when I've uh, not been able to make my voice do what I wanted to do. Yeah, well, I tell you, you never know from seeing you live. And uh, I'm hoping to get back. I know you were in New Jersey not long ago, but you were in Atlantic City. It's a little too far for us, but I'm hoping you get back into, like, you know, New York City somewhere in the near future. I hope so, too, man. You know, I mean, uh, I don't know when or where they're going to send us next. And the request for, you know, Keel to play in in New York or or St. Louis or Boston or Chicago or – Dallas, I mean, we appreciate the fans that, that in those markets that want to see us. The best thing I can tell you to do is whoever, you know, whatever the promoter or the club or the, the venue in your town is, uh, just let them know that you want Keel. I want all the fans to get on the message boards or send an email to uh, to the clubs and let them know that they want Keel so that when our agent calls them, they'll know who the hell Keel is. Hey, they'll know. How did you keep calling them and bothering them? And, and no, no, the extra line, you actually – off of the job in Black Sabbath at one time, I heard. That's probably old news. Uh, am I wrong? Yeah, the, well, the, the Black Sabbath story, there's there's different uh, versions of it, and some will say I was offered the job. Some say I, I auditioned. I never actually auditioned. I was given the gig on the strength of my recorded uh, demo that I did for Sabbath in 1984, and I was in the band for three days, did a lot of partying, hung with Tony and Geezer, and... Uh, the deal was through a producer, Spencer Proper, who had produced that original Quiet Riot album, and he was the hot hand in, in, in our business at the time. Spencer had been contracted to produce the new Black Sabbath album following Ian Gillen's departure, and they were looking for a singer. He got me the gig. He recorded my demo, played it for Tony and Geezer. They, I have a signed contract to that effect, um, but Spencer was trying to turn Black Sabbath into an 80s hair metal band, and that's not what they're about, man. That's a that's a dark, powerful heavy metal icon that you 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 don't you don't mess with that. Um, Spencer was pushing other songs on them, trying to make them do songs that other uh, songwriters had written, and trying to make them commercial 80s metal, and and that's not Sabbath. Uh, so that didn't work out. Um, and when they fired Spencer my deal went south with it. So, uh, unfortunately, it didn't work out. But uh, I do have some fond memories of that time. And it's nice to just be mentioned in the same breath as Sabbath. I mean, that's they're, they're legends, um, icons of this business. They really uh, influenced uh, everything that, that came after them and probably w- were, in my opinion, the, the first true metal band. So uh, to just to even be listed on their website in their personnel history is, is an honor. Without a doubt. Hey, you know, awesome. you are cute. You know, <laughs> The Right to Rock is probably one of the biggest songs ever in the 80s. So, you know, you, you haven't been too shabby yourself for what you did on your own. Yeah, I mean, if I had gotten the gig in Sabbath, there probably would have been no Right to Rock, and there might not have been a keel. So, you know, who knows? I just, man, you don't know what's going to happen next. In this business, you got to roll with the punches. Uh, you got to take it as it comes, go with the flow, and just you know let the chips fall because there's so, so many factors involved in your life and in your career. A lot of it's out of your control. Uh, 
the best we can do is to live every day to the fullest, work hard, enjoy what we do, and you know, at the at the end of it, uh, look back and, and you know say that. I, first of all, I can say that I did what I set out to do when I was a kid. You know, I wanted to be a rock star, and I wanted to sing and, and play and write songs, and uh, I wanted to be in a band, and I wanted to be part of something because I'm basically an only child. I have a sister who's ten years older than me, but by the time I was eight, she was going to college. So I, I was a loner. I'm, I'm still a loner, still an outcast. But that feeling of being in a band uh, with your brothers, working together to achieve something, uh, and we, we got to revisit that feeling with Streets of Rock and Roll and the Kill reunion. Uh, and the goal this time was, uh, you know, back in the 80s, of course, we wanted to, to be the biggest band in the world. We wanted to, to blow everybody away and, and be huge and rock stars and you know now the goal was a little bit different it was to create something that was special that we would be proud of 10 years from now because back then man, we didn't think about 10 years from now we didn't we didn't we didn't think about 10 minutes from now we were just living for the moment riding high living a dream but now you know that was one of my goals the streets of rock and roll i want to listen to this thing 10 years from now and still smile, shed a tear, pat myself on the back, give myself a high five, and and as well to the guys in the band, and know that we love this, and and that's that's its own reward. That's great. Oh, that's a great record. It's going to keep doing better and better for you guys, and we're even looking forward to the next one already. That's how excited we are about you back together and all this is happening. If you did, if Keel had the form today, or any band you would have started out today in, in the quantum that went in the, in the record business, do you think you would have had the success that you had back in the 80s if you had to just start out today? Um, man, if I know now what I didn't know then, hell yeah. Because uh, I've certainly got uh, an entire career's worth of experience and knowledge now to draw upon. I think that's why the new album is, one reason the new album is so good. It's because we've got a lifetime and a career of experience and, and knowledge of how to craft a song, how to how to how how to sing, how to how to write, how to play, how to how to tap into those emotional wells that back uh, in the '80s, man, I, I I didn't know. I really half the time didn't know what the hell I was doing. You know, I was just was like throwing throwing darts at a map, and, and that's where you end yeah. up. Now I know exactly what I want. I know exactly how to get where I'm going. I know what, what I'm going to do when I get there. And uh, that's uh, something that only comes with maturity and experience. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, and you see it all the time in sports, how uh, a 22-year-old athlete gets handed $40 million and, and really, you know, screws everything up. Um, yeah. we, were, we were in the same boat, man. We were handed the world, and we were just kids. Our managers were stuffing cocaine up our noses, and, and you know, we had, we saw twenty five thousand. Oh, we're only losing twenty five grand a week. That's no big deal. We can make that up. Ha yeah. We spent thirty thousand dollars rehearsing for the Final Frontier tour. Thirty grand for a month of rehearsal. Dude, we could have bought a house and rehearsed for that back in nineteen eighty six. What was I thinking? Yeah. I was it's only a thousand dollars a day to rehearse here. We we got that, no problem. It, you know, it's like. My God, for 500 bucks, we could have rented some shithole for the month. Because by the time we got to the first gig, we didn't know what the hell we were doing anyway. Well, mostly in rehearsal, we were partying and playing basketball. I mean, um, we, we did work hard uh, in, those, that, in that, that time. We rehearsed noon to midnight. But then uh, by the time we got to Helsinki for the first show of that tour, 
Um, it had been, we had to have the gear shipped over. So we took a week to, to get the gear over there to, to Finland. And for us to go to Finland three days early, sit around in the hotel room, we didn't play, we didn't rehearse. We get on stage in Helsinki, Finland, opening for Dio, the first show of the Final Frontier Tour. We're in a hockey arena where there's, it's ice. There's ice on the, the arena floor that was covered by plywood, freezing our asses off. We couldn't even, we couldn't even move our fingers to play guitar. I could, I could see my breath when I'm singing. And I was sitting on stage singing, we're, we're, we're really, it was a very difficult show. And I'm, I'm up there thinking, shit, man, we just spent $30,000 to rehearse for this. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I wish, I wish I knew now what I didn't know then. Um, sure. and, uh, but you just, you can't have regrets. You can't look back and, you know, there's, there's things we could have all done differently in life. Anybody who says that's not the case is lying. No, we all have things that we wish we would have done differently or, or things that we, if we could go back and change, we would. Life's too short to worry about that crap, man. Let's get on with it. Let's do the, let's get on to the next gig or the next song. That's true. You got that right. Now, I'm glad you're back on. But before I let you go, because I want to get us some songs for you album before we run out of time and everything, I just want to thank you for calling in today. I really do appreciate it. This is a great record. Anybody can get it anywhere on the Internet. And where's the best place to find you on the Internet to check out all your shows and everything you got going on in Las Vegas? Yeah, I like to keep I like to keep everybody uh, zeroed in at two two sites, ronkeel.com and keelnation.com. And on those, you'll of course find links to all the other sites, Facebook and Twitter and MySpace and stuff. But my Facebook page is fairly active. I try and get on there as much as possible. That's facebook.com/ronkeel. And uh, you know, I really appreciate you guys and what you're doing, and, and for having me on the show today. And, and uh, thanks for enjoying my work, and, and thanks for keeping this music alive. Anytime, Ron. We appreciate it. Have a good and safe trip over in Europe and uh, knock them dead out there. You got it, man. Thank you. All right, buddy. Take care. Take care, Ron. God bless you, man. Thanks. I want to thank our guest, Ron Akil, for taking the time to call in today. It's a Sunday afternoon. And, uh, you know, I have a whole bunch of people calling in, Tommy, but they all got the same number as you. So I don't know if <laughs> you're calling in another line. What do you mean? You're using the same system. Yeah. What are you talking about? Really? The same numbers up on it. Yeah, yeah. I got the, the same number for about same five number? Six. Same number. I wonder if it's the same uh, system that you're using. Well, you know what it is? I, I tried calling in a few times, so maybe... Oh, maybe it's just on hold and I didn't check it out. But uh, I want to thank yeah, Mark. How about problem. we get something on yeah. off the Brenton record? Uh, yeah. I'm pretty on that album. Uh, we'll get that on now. Well, things are working. <laughs> we had a lot of problems earlier, but looks like we're okay right now. Take so Hopefully, the streets are rock and roll. Kills brand new album. Here's the Devil May Care. <laughs>
Hello? Hello? Mike? Ryan, is that you? I guess you don't hear me. Mike, you on the line? Uh oh. I don't know what happened. Mike, you on the line? I'm on the line. I just I just had to put Ryan on mute. Oh. I must have muted myself. Why? Who knows? <laughs> well, we're going to do our Sunday Night Spotlight right now. I want to get that out of the way. I'm glad we didn't do it early in the show today because we wouldn't have got it on. We had a lot of problems. So it's a good thing we saved it. And Ryan will call there back and I'll get Ryan on a little bit. There's a band called Shadow Gang out of Florida. There are actually some paisans of us from uh, the tri-state area back in the 90s uh, from New Jersey. They, they relocated to Florida. Absolutely killer band. I mean, modern rock doesn't get any better than this. Uh, you can pick up the new CD, Living in the City, at cdbaby.com, and just go to Shadow Gang on MySpace. And I also have the links to them and a big review on the blog spot, which is probably up by now, I think. Uh, usually about 7 o'clock they post, so you can check them out over there. And I'm going to get a song off for This is uh, the brand-new song. It's called I Am Kane. I think these guys are great team. They cut some really good promos for me, too. I know they're all listening right now. Uh, Jesse's out there, probably Stevie, Mike the Spike. Mike, they're all out there. We're going to have these guys on the show. Hopefully, maybe October, November, we have an opening. We're kind of booked up right now. But check them out. It's our Sunday okay, Night Spotlight. Great band called Shadow Gang. As long as I am
was uh, something that I hardest, Shadow Gang. I'm replaying them again on the show because tonight's show kind of sucked. We had a great time talking with Hunkfield, but there's so many problems tonight with the internet and the, and the songs and everything else. But they're a great band. Check them out on MySpace. Right now on my blog spot, there's a whole review of those guys also. Tommy. Ah, yes, I'm here now. All right, you there? All right, you, yeah, I'm losing yeah, you. Yeah, I used to be on the line now. Ryan tried to get last week, but I couldn't get him on. It's the last minute of the show. Ryan, you there? The most important person you'll ever speak to in your life is now on the line. Okay, there you go. Oh, what is going on? <laughs> Not too much. <laughs> what, what about you guys? What's going on? Uh, just doing a show, uh, that's all. Trying to enjoy the weekend. Am I, am I, am I getting echo, or is that one of you guys? Yeah, one of you have the, the radio and the internet on. No, I, I'm using my... Uh, my headphone. Okay, then it must yeah, be Yeah, I'm using mine, too. Mine, mine may be a little bit too loud. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it is. What's happening, Ryan? Yeah. You got the show coming up in a little bit? Uh, Well, me and Alex are going to be on the air at 7 o'clock. I don't want to uh, – I don't really want to advertise, you know. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to interrupt your show by, you know, by doing some sort of sh- shameful plug, saying, you know, come listen to one of the greatest shows that's ever been around in the face of the planet on BlogTalkRadio.com/slash/DOPriest and listen live and talk to Alex Alvarez and Ryan Harmon live on the air, and you'll never do anything more important in your in your life. And also go over to WarriorRockRadio.Weebly.com and check out everything that's going on there. And come see me Friday, September 24th at 7:30 p.m. for free with paid admission to the Arkansas Oklahoma State Fair live doing the politics and rock and roll fix Sonic Bombast Rock and Roll live in Fort Smith, Arkansas. I'm not going to do plugs like that. I mean, come on, that's that's shameful. I appreciate you not doing that. Uh, that was nice of you. <laughs> hey, we got 25 minutes left in the show, so you couldn't pick your time and got it all out. No big deal. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, think I, I think I, uh, I think I mentioned everything. <laughs> uh, that oh, wait a minute! No, I didn't give, I didn't give my, I didn't, I didn't give my Facebook or YouTube. No, I'm kidding. Good. So what do you guys, what do you guys got uh, coming up for us uh, at eight o'clock, seven o'clock your time? Uh, to be honest, I do not know. I have not talked to him today. Oh, all right. <laughs> He's just going to wait. I try. I try to get a hold of him. Yeah, I try to. We. Um. We. You may. Have, you may not have noticed, but we. We don't really plan our shows. You know, we kind of just uh, fly by the seat of our pants. I mean, you know, the. Uh. You may. You may have been fooled. Uh. But last night, the uh, Frank Sinatra bit was completely unrehearsed. I could tell. Oh. Believe me. <laughs> Uh, Alex, just, uh, Alex, just, uh, Alex said he was. Alex said he was getting tired, and so I said, "Okay." And then I started singing "Flying <laughs> Me to the Moon." So, yeah, that was funny. I don't know. I, I spoke to Alex earlier today, uh, but he hasn't been around the show lately on Sunday. And I guess he's out with his family for dinner. But uh, I'll try to catch you guys at eight o'clock if I can. I'm going to go to a barbecue. So if I'm still here, I'll listen in a little bit. If not, I'll catch the podcast a little later on. I'm just gonna put you on hold right now. Oh Mark, yeah, bar- yeah, d- dump a, dump us for barbecue. We we appreciate that so much. Anytime, you got it. I'll, ca- I'll catch my <laughs> I'm just, I'm just pulling your leg, man. <laughs> All right. I'm just kidding. All right, Ryan. Talk to you later, buddy. Take care. Uh, you can catch Ryan with Alice later on tonight. And how about we do a little white line right now? One of the great New York bands from the old days. Kid of a thousand feet. Yeah, definitely.
Gallardo, there's White Line, Mike Trans, Vito Brado, Brada, actually, James Lomenzo, and somebody else playing drums. I don't know who the drummer was. I can't remember. Uh, you remember yeah, the name? I don't remember the drummer. Yeah, I can't no, remember. They were Lomenzo. great. Yeah, so. I know. Probably Lomenzo on James bass, Lomenzo. but I don't remember the drummer. Yeah, now they do. I don't come to me, but they were really good fans here in New York in the early days. They went real commercial and poppy, like, you know, after the first record came out. But I was always a fan of them. And when you saw them live at Lemoore's back then, they live, were really man. heavy. I mean, they had a real heavy sound. Yeah. Definitely. They were good. Stuff. It was the production that gave them that uh, light sound, you know? Yeah. Like on the records, you know, and uh, when they played it on the radio. But uh, live, amazing. I mean, I, you know, he was definitely a big inspiration. Uh, I used to hear all these guys do these fancy guitar tricks, but uh, actually seeing Vito do it live, then I was able to, to pick it up. And um, he was cool about it. Yeah, he was a really good guitar player. No doubt about that. I agree with you there. All right, we got about 15 minutes. You know, Ron never answered the question still. Um, who was worse on that period? Jimmy Van Mouse, you know, the band. Well, he tried to tell you that, <laughs> that uh, Ingrid was only with him for, I think he said, three months. And the girl, he was yeah. with the girls for three years. Uh, he tried to be, he tried to be, what was the word? Uh, diplomatic. Trying to be diplomatic about it. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted an answer. I actually he heard that uh, President like Obama was going to try to put Yingve Mountstein in the Axis of Evil. He was going to include him in that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't I think he really had the, uh, that crazy, I don't think he had that crazy attitude until he, you know, came out with his own band, you know. But who knows? It's a possibility. That's true. You never know what's right. You know, yeah. I, think I, I think that's back is coming from my, my microphone. What's that now? You see an echo? Yeah, it's probably coming from me, you I guess. It. I don't know. You Maybe I'm just hearing it in my headphones. I don't know. I hear it perfect now. Yeah, it must be just in my headphones. They're not a big deal. Well, I do apologize to everybody listening tonight, mostly because we did a show. But we had a lot of problems in the beginning. You never know. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, you know, next. You know, it's like, I, I'm out of barbecue. I got here like two minutes before the show started. I didn't have time to set everything up. And it just it just uh, to crash for a few minutes. So we boarded everything, and uh, everything worked out fine now. But uh, I hate when that happens, you know, especially in the beginning, because I can't fix things or try to figure out and talk it to the microphone. At least if I had you connected, you could have kept things going while I uh, try to figure it out. But I couldn't even connect you before I lost everything, so. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that, right? I could have just read yeah. from Blabbermouth for about five minutes. <laughs> I tried. I was like, you know, I got the mic. I'm moving the mic around. <laughs> I'm trying to go from one computer to the next, and uh, that's all right. It was only a few minutes, and we got it corrected. After this is all, maybe I'll edit it out, and I'll cut that piece out and piece it back together and uh, and then put it up again. You could do that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, right? Let me see. I, I know you could do it when you're a premium host. I don't know if you could do it when you're on the free thing. I got to check that out and see. But, uh... Listen, what do you want to hear? I, I tell you a couple of things I got lined up, and uh, you pick it up. <laughs> I'm not falling for that one. Again. <laughs> All right. I got health stuff. Right, yeah. I have Exodus. Okay. Suicidal tendencies. What do you want to hear? Uh, let's go with the health stuff. All right. Here's a song called "Genius of Insanity." <laughs>
started out that set with a little house star, Genius of Insanity, and wrapped it up with Metacopus Strangers. I want to thank everybody for listening tonight. Thank Rakia for calling in. Let me see if I got Tommy back on the line so he can say goodbye to everybody. I want to wish everybody a happy Labor Day. Enjoy your week. I'll see you Thursday at 1 p.m. on the Metal Matinee for the Seven Seals. Tommy, I got you back on? Yeah, any, any, yeah, I just, I don't know. <laughs> it's All not right. Worth it. <laughs> Good night. Good night, brother. Good night. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you Thanks soon. Have a great Labor Day. I'll talk to you next week. You too. All right, bye-bye. All right, we're going to close things out with a little suicidal tendencies. War. Five my head.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.